Brought to you by Make Fun Network. You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. There, folks, this is the late King Eladio back from the grave. Ooh, spooky. Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes escaped the dungeon of the foul Lich Vendarin. Stealing a personal belonging, our heroes lured the Lich to the abandoned church, the site of his ministry before falling into darkness. Secrets were revealed, and our very own boy Kalanon was successfully able to redeem Vendarin and reunite him with his ghostly son, Quinn. In a final showdown with Abernathy the werewolf, Caladon completed his god quest and became the champion of Thebris, god of light and his chosen patron. On that note, I, I just want to point out that Caladon is probably our best boy. He is, he is best boy. Hello. He's the in the in the in the recap, he said, "Our boy Kalanon." I'm just like, "Best boy Kalanon." We're gonna fight for the title of best boy already. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I say Kalanon. He's best boy. Best boy. <sighs> he, uh... He's our moral compass. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I guess I don't know. Well, so first off, hey everyone, how we doing? Good afternoon. Good morning. Doing fantastic. Oh hi. So a lot of friends that I talk to personally. Uh, I asked them, like, hey, you listen to the show? They're like, yeah, yeah, I love the show. Like, my favorite character is, like, Kalanon or Magna. And I'm like, I'm I'm not your favorite character. I'm your friend talking to you in person. And they're like, no, no, we hate Big Boots. And I'm like, oh, all <laughs> right. I'll say, I think we can have a contest between Theron and Big Boots for Worst Boy. All right, yeah. All yeah. right, we'll fight for the title of Best Boy yeah. or of Worst Boy. And then the other two curmudgeons or beacons of light can be Best Boy. Keep an eye out for polls on who you think is worst boy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Prince Zuko was like the worst character in Avatar season one. And by the end of it, he gets to be pretty cool. That's true. He is like my favorite character. It's really good. I was always Next a... to Soka. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to add that show to the list of things I have to watch. I've it's going to be Avatar. on Netflix. Uh, by the time this episode releases, it's already on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We fought a lich. Somehow survived, and here we are. We, we had it under control. We met, or Theron, no, Callie met the god. Sure hope Theron didn't meet the god of light. They, uh, again, voiced by the great Matt Biztany. Thank you again, Matt, for voicing that. Yeah, thank Matt. you. All right, so where are we at, Ben? All right, so um, you guys wake up the next morning. The campfire is burnt out. Um, the Kenku that was... The werewolf Abernathy's uh, assistant has already packed up and gone. Screech? Scrunk? It was Screech, I believe. Okay. I have it written down somewhere. Names are hard. I'm going to say Scrunk. 
Scrunk. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you guys would know that on your permit, on your license to be here on the island of Tarpenin, you have about three more days before they would be able to send authorities after you for overstaying your welcome, quote unquote. And it takes like three days to get around the island, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the two boat. to three, depending okay. on your pace. So, so we can't really like have a frat party here in the woods. Right. We gotta get going. Yeah. Okay. Plus, it would be upsetting to Thanama that she wasn't invited. <laughs> Thanama! She's got the disco eye ray, the eye ray that's like, boots, 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 boots. <laughs> Yeah, disco beholder. Make it happen, fans. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you guys are able to pack up. Um, you notice that Kalanon has a fancy new staff. What up? Hey, Kalani, what's, uh, what's up with the staff, boy? Oh, this? Oh, it was just, it's, well, it's a gift. Oh, like my kazoo. Actually, yes. Oh. Grand scheme of things, that is exactly like it. If we were in a, a role-playing game, per se, what would you think? What would you say that staff does? Uh, well, statistically, uh, one d10 fire and one d10 radiant damage. Oh. <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> I, I think that's what it... Yep, yep, exactly. All you right. Make spell attacks with it. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right, cool. That's exactly what it does. What's a d10? You know... Uh, it's divine. Ah, okay. Divine ten. Yeah. I'm gonna pretend like I know what you're for talking the, about. For the what is it? Eight gods? Pre-ten. Nine gods? <laughs> the divine ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are able to to head out. One thing, Kalanon, that you would notice is that as you are kind of you know walking on the beaten path here, the road back to the Tower of Thanema, um, and you kind of reach like a spot in the forest where there's a canopy, you know, where there's kind of like low visibility, kind of lower light. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much sun peeking through. Uh, the staff tends to light up and act as like a glow rod. Oh, interesting. So I can, uh, can that be turned off? Uh, it can. Okay. Yeah, if you like will it to turn off, then it will. But that's kind of its natural Just state. Natural state is, is I was say that, that could lead to some really. Okay. So it can, okay. It can be turned off. Okay. Boys, it looks like our, our, our license to license to ill the beastie boys album is about to run up. Our, our our permit to be here is about to run out. We should probably head back, right? Uh, well, there's so much to do on this island, though. I mean, if you want to fight the authorities, I'm down, bro. Let's get it. Yeah, it's up to you. You know, if you go at, like, a normal pace, you'll get there in two days. Quicker pace, you get there a little quicker, slower pace, you'll make it there in time. Either way. So Unless what you're you saying like, is we do have time to party. <laughs> You got a little bit of time to party, for sure. We have a carpet we can just ride back on real quick, so we Do can we, party. We still around. have the magic carpet. Yeah, we can party around yeah. for like two days and then oh, get back on the carpet. All right, let's party. Let's... <laughs> We've decided to party I'll around for two days. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The carpet just starts vibrating like. I need everybody to roll perception. Eight. Eighteen. Eight. I thought I would have lower than that. I actually have nine. Nine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look so, at me. I'm struggling uh, with my nine. Big Boots, as you are making uh, flyers for the sick rave party you guys are about to host. It's um, BYOB, by the way. Bring your own. No, Big, big boots. boots is two Bs. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> bring your own boots. <laughs> uh, you start to hear like a, a screaming coming off kind of from inside, from maybe like 30 feet away, 40 feet away in the forest. Like um, a, a human voice screaming, or or like a just like an animal yelling, or sounds like, like a munchkin, like okay. like a oompa loompa screaming for help. Okay. Um. Did you guys hear that? Hear what? 
the shill screams of a small person in trouble. I'm Why trying you- to make these flyers as bright as possible. Why are you screaming? You really need to work on not you know, screaming. I, I thought it was me, but I know my mouth was closed, so I don't think it's me. <laughs> you might be going crazy, because I think you're the only one who heard it. Yeah. Are you sure it's not the voices in your head again? No, I don't think I don't think Where did so. it come from if you heard it? it? Your head? The direction of which the DM said, that direction. Approximately north northwest. <laughs> Longitude latitude. Uh exact coordinates. No, I don't know. Alright, let's just go north northwest. That area. If anyone wants to come with me. Sure, I'll come. Well, yeah, I I guess, but we gotta get this party preparations back to um Back to top form. We want to have a rockin' party. All right. You go. So white. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most white thing. <laughs> if you'd have seen the little dance Sterling was doing when saying that. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, so we're going to head up towards the scream. Good deal. At least so, the three of us. I don't know if Magna was coming. Magna's always <laughs> coming. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> So as you guys approach, you see like a huge, think like a California red oak sized tree that has been bowled over, kind of uprooted, looks like something knocked it over, maybe a storm. The, the, the base of the tree is kind of hollowed out and the screaming is coming from inside that. And there seems to be a person like wagging a stick at the entrance of the hole in the, in the crook of the tree here. Buzzing around it, you see a creature. Uh, it looks like a giant wasp with thick, hairy wings. It's about the size of, it's got a body about the size of a pit bull. It has eight spider-like legs and uh, it's missing a stinger. It is like buzzing furiously at the entrance of this thing as he's trying to poke it off with a stick. Be like, get away. No, please. No, no, not me. Not now. Ah, Boys, I think I found we are a creature. That's legitimately a murder wasp, guys. Jesus. I think that's the thing we got to get for the Beyonder lady. Beholder? The disco beholder. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should we should kill this thing. Magna throws his hammer. Alright, go ahead and make that range attack roll, and then I need everybody to roll initiative. Fuck! So five. Five? For the Four. attack or your initiative? For the attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you chuck your hammer, it just like hits the tree and kind of vibrates the whole thing. It gets the, the giant murder wasp's attention. And it kind of buzzes over at you, and you can see that it's got this like really kind of sick mouth with sharp teeth, and it's like licking its lips with a long forked tongue. Oh, <laughs> that's a five as well. Five? Oh no! <laughs> the goots. Seventeen. Seventeen. Theron. Twenty-one. Nice. Kalanon. Seven. Theron, what is your dexterity modifier? Plus five. Okay, because I also got a twenty-one, but you'll go before it does. So, Theron, you are up first against the murder wasp. Yeah. Can I throw my hammer at it? <laughs> Let me get rid of my weapons real quick. I'm going to throw my bow at this I thing. I got rid of all my weapons. All right. I still got one more. I'll, uh, throw hand. If I get high ground on this thing, does that give any like shooting advantage at all? Not really. Okay. Well, because I was thinking that could be a really good use for a magic carpet. But um, I'm just going to pull out my bow and shoot the thing. Okie doke. Yeah, go ahead Shoot and roll the it. thing. Shoot the thing. Okay. 17. 17 hits. All let's right. see what kind of damage you're doing to this sucker. Okay, let's see. 8 damage. Excellent. So then I'm going to use 
Can I use a bonus action between my attack and extra attack? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on this thing, because I forgot to do it before my other one. And, yeah. So let's do that. Now you can do Colossus Slayer also, since yeah, it's taking exactly. damage. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Who says rangers suck? They they do suck, because I got a nat one. Oh, yeah. So you um, hit it with the first arrow. The second arrow, you go to load it, and um, it's kind of flying... Uh, in like a horizontal fashion, you know? And so your arrow just barely glances off of the wing and sticks in the giant tree behind it. What you're saying is this thing has got some moves. It does. <laughs> Whisting lazily to the left. See, so the screaming voice inside the tree says, Ah! Someone here to help! Please! Please save me! Save me! After Theron is the murder bee. It is going to fly up to Theron and try to bite, try to bite you as its stinger is gone. Yeah. That is a 19 versus That racing. hits. All right. The thing is biting you for 14 damage. Shazam. Holy shit. Yeah, this thing's not messing around. That's my max health backwards. And so it's, it's just like ripping your armor, ripping your cloak, you know, just like gnashing its teeth. There's like blood flying out, you know. It's like someone popped a meat-filled water balloon. Ouchies. <laughs> After the murder wasp is Big Boots with a 17 and 8 in initiative. Uh, all right, so I think I'm going to use Polymorph. Uh, concentration for up to one hour is the duration. This spell transforms a creature with at least one hit point that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom effect, must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. A uh, shapeshifter automatically exceeds in this saving throw. It's not a safe shapeshifter, is it? Okay. What if it was, though? That'd be insane. That'd be wild. <laughs> this transformation lasts a duration or until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. The new form can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the target's. Uh, the target's games, including the mental ability scores, replace all that shit. The target assumes the hit points of its new form. When it reverts to its normal form, the creature returns the number of hit points it had before it transformed. If it, re if it reverts as a result of dropping to zero hit point, any excess damage carries over as long as... So I can basically transform into something weak, beat the fuck out of it, but it's going to transform back into it. But any damage it takes left over is going to carry over. Hmm. So we can, like, fireball, turn into, like, a bunny, fireball the fuck out of it, have it take a shitload of damage, oh. then it's going to take that carryover. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Or lock it in a cage and just... Um, the creature is limited to actions it can perform by nature of its new form. Uh, and it can't speak or cast or any other requirement. Um, so yeah, I'm going to blow my magic kazoo. Burr, 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 or, or whatever kazoo sound is. Um, and I'm going to transform it into like a goblin. All right. I rolled a three a on the wave on my wisdom save. Yeah, you're not going to make that. So yeah, this thing is ripping into Theron's shoulder, and all of a sudden, it just starts to, like, like the skin and the bones underneath begin to change and rearrange themselves until it's a two-foot-tall goblin. What the fuck? Um, completely naked, and still buzzing. Yeah. Alright, it's uh, really weak now, boys. Fuck it up. Heck yeah. That's my turn. Alright, after Big Boots, we have Kalanon, with a seven in initiative. So, the now naked goblin is in front of... Uh, Theron, and where is Big Boots at? Like, did you have to be close to it to? No, the the range is sixty feet. So range I, is I sixty feet. Back. Okay, just just fireball me. Just do it. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times I've thrown a fireball and the rogue has been like, "Oh, I have evasion." No, oh, just and, I and trust then, you and to and bring and me back up. Fail 
Okay. It's just like one damage. It'll bring me down to zero. Can't go negative. Then you just bring me up when we're done. Whatever. Easy. Res me. <laughs> it's falling on the grenade. Until yeah. it just like, it's like critical. And it's like, well, nope, I'm dead. Well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. Oh, uh, wait. Where is... Where, I'm sorry. Where are they at in approximation to that tree? Um, right next to it. Yeah. Well, actually, not right next to it. Probably about ten feet away. Like I said, just fireball. <laughs> well, I just I don't want to torch the tree, so I'll for uh scorching ray. Uh, he did say it's a California redwood. Yikes! <laughs> you just fry the guy inside. Yeah, turn pretty him into much. A hot pocket. Use your staff. Uh, that's just like one d ten. New and fancy. Man, new and fancy. Well, it's one d ten fire and one d ten radiant. Okay. Um. The person that has the stick, right? Mm-hmm. Were they in the tree or were they outside the tree? They're within it. They have total cover. Okay, cool. Take a look at what my stick does. And I shake the stick in the same manner that they were shaking <laughs> their stick. And I will um, launch an attack of 1d10 fire and radiant damage. Never thought I'd be Callan on comparing sticks with someone. <laughs> with a stranger in a tree. Here, go ahead and make your <laughs> spell attack roll first. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> It's a natural 20. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real happy he didn't cast Fireball. Well, my lows have been very ro- uh, low so far today, so I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be a good day, but turns out it is. All right. That is a 2 on the Radiant and a 10 on the Fire. Okay. Does that get doubled by chance? It does, yeah. <laughs> so roll twice or just double yep. it? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's another 10. 10 on the radiant and two on the fire. So 12 each. Okay, yeah, not too shabby. So, <laughs> so uh, whatever damage the it takes the goblin damage first and then it reverts back to the bee form and then every any extra damage pumps onto the creature's original damage. Got it. So 24 minus 9 uh 13 15 15. Excellent. That seems kind of well, I guess you have to do a lot more damage to it. I'm just thinking like all we did now was just do nine damage to it, or fifteen damage to it, or whatever. It was cool, though. I turned a bee cool. into a goblin. Don't, it was. It was listen, cool. Don't diminish my spells, damn it! I don't do damage hardly. I have don't a trident. <laughs> I can make people hurt from yelling at them a little bit, or a pointy well, stick. Well, I was just thinking that we should have left it at least for like one round, eh. so it lost. Eh, like, basically, lost its turn. We're not metagaming okay. here. Fair. So you, uh, so this goblin is just um, there, and he's just kind of like running into you with his head. He's like, bzz, 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 and he's like kind of rubbing his snotty, like sweaty, spitty face on you as he's trying to like latch onto something. His teeth are all rotten and yellow, goblin-like, you know. And um, all of a sudden, from you know, from his flank, you see this radiant damage, like illuminate and start to burn his flesh off, and then fire damage kind of come in and finish it off, uh, incinerating him. And out of the ashes of the goblin rises the murder bee, which looks much more worse for the wear. That radiant damage definitely took him down a peg. That's the phoenix now. After Kalanon, we have Magna. All right. I still have a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw it. Excellent. Roll that damage or that attack roll. Please don't damage. whiff. Please don't whiff. Uh, nineteen. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, so I get to do one d six damage. 
Three plus one is four. Not too shabby. Take that! Yeah, so you chuck your javelin, and um, it catches the murder bee in one of its eight spidery legs and pins the leg to the tree. And so it's trying to buzz away and trying to fly away and gnash its teeth, but it can't go without ripping its own leg off. Am I close to my hammer? Or is it a clear? Did you I can move it? over to it. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if I like threw clear across the forest and I have to go on a hike to get it. <laughs> now you're good. Yeah, it's just like right over there. Huh. Theron, back to you with a 21. Hey, that's me. And the bee's right in front of me. So I'm going to put my bow away and pull out my short sword and my axe. You know, the huge. And I'm going to go ahead and... Swing at it. One second, actually. Okay, so I lost Hunter's Mark because it did damage to me and it requires concentration. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. Excellent. And then go ahead and swing at it with the short sword first. Good. Dash a 21. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. Go ahead and roll that okay. damage, my dude. D6. Where on this thing are you swinging at? Let's go... Just like a straight down slash, like right at its face. Totally, yeah. 1d6 plus a d8 plus a d6. And you know what? Screw it. Let's go ahead and activate my bracers and just do full damage. So 20. 20? Well, 25 because the initial damage from my short sword too. How do you want to kill this thing? Slashing its face straight in the middle and just like basically burying the sword through and... If possible, like, slicing all the way through, like, forehead to chin, if a bee had a forehead and a chin, just coming right out the bottom. Totally. Your sword just, like, with, you know, it's like time slows down, and you're able to really connect your sword in the soft part of its skull, um, right up above what would be its forehead, and it just slices clean through like hot butter. And this thing head splits in half, and it falls limp on the ground, its legs still pinned to the tree. Well, boys, it only took three godly weapons, but we killed a bee. This forest is unbelievable. <laughs> like a beehive with no exits. <laughs> okay, Kalanon, Magna, do your job. Check out the tree. Yeah, so I'm going to approach the tree, and the person who um, is in it. Uh, nothing to fear now. The murder wasp is dead. Like, really? Thank the gods! And he drops the stick and kind of huddles, you know, hunkers down and gets his way out of the tree. And you can see it is a halfling. Um, He's got, you know, maybe a foot and a half, two feet tall-ish, like goblin-ish sized. Um, He's got black hair that's kind of graying, like by the sideburns, cut kind of short. Um, He's got kind of an age-weathered face. And he's wearing a uh, dark green kind of nature-y cloak. And um, he's kind of nursing a wound on his arm. Oh, what happened? As well, I was just going through the forest here. I, I, I belong to Thanima's clan over in the south and southern part of the island. And I, well, I, I tripped and fell and, and I got a bloody nose and that attracted that monster over there. And he kind of points like this murder, this dead murder hornet is like mm. bigger than he is. You know, yeah. he's yeah, the, the, the thing tried to bite me in the arm and and its stinger got me before it fell off and it, it chased me here. If not for you, I'd I'd probably be dead. Uh, I'm going to perform a medicine check on him. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be eight. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Yeah, his wound is still fresh. It's okay. still open. His bloody nose has stopped, but like All his right. arm is looking pretty crappy. All right. I guess I'll perform just a, a cure wounds on him. Excellent. Yeah. 
12. 12? Yeah, that closes up the wound on his arm. Right. Totally. It just kind of scabs over. Uh, you can see it's like forming into a bruise, you know, as it be- uh, continues to heal. Um, he just looks up at you and says, uh, thanks, stranger. My name's Gregory. Gre- Gregory, uh, Gregory Kettlebelly. Nice to meet you. Hey, Kettlebelly. What's up? What's up? We're, uh, we're the Dirty Water Boys. You're the Dirty Water Boys? Have you heard of us? No. Tell me more. <sighs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we, uh, we, we, we killed the Lich of the Island, restored balance to the Force, and we're the Chosen Ones. Wait, I thought the Lich was already dead. No, my dude, he was not. He definitely was not. How, how did you kill him? We didn't really kill him, we kind of just released his soul. We, I guess he kind of killed himself, really. (laughs) We just persuaded him to. (laughs) (laughs) That's did suicide. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, he's technically undead, so I... He can't really kill himself, but yeah, no, he reached uh, acceptance. Well, that's that's wonderful. Uh, wow, the most important thing I ever did was the BM I had this morning. <laughs> you know what, man? There's no you can't compare yourself to other people. You know, if that's your goal in life to have a good BM, you do it. It was great. I'm I pr- tell you, I'm proud of you, little dude, and I like Russell's hair. He smiles. You know, oh, we're probably act- the same height. <laughs> you're, like, you're like three inches taller. <laughs> Someone actually is little compared to you. Um, Someone who finally looks up to you. Well, what are you doing out here, cowboy? Well, I, I came out to get some mushrooms. Magic mushrooms? Are there... He looks around. Are there any other kind? Oh, shit, dog. We're having a party tonight. <laughs> um, you want to stop by? We're, we're going to head back to uh, Thanama's place in the morning, but, you know... We're going to live it up here in the forest first. I would love to. Have you ever had the uh, the turquoise mushrooms? No, what do those do? Teach me. Ho, 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 ho. What don't they do? Am I right? Am Will I right? Will astral project? Well, um, you'll project somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, he uh, goes around. He shows you um, where, to, where to find these blue mushrooms. They're like major hallucinogenics. I don't know what the word for it is. Make you hallucinate. Yeah, see shit. Psychedelics. Psychedelics, that's one. Um, yeah, so they only grow in one place on the island, and that there's like a, a cliff, and uh, you have to climb down the cliff, and then on the underside, and like water kind of collects there, and salt collects there, and it kind of mixes into this like fungal mixture. Um, so he's able to climb down there, kind of like repelling, scrape off a couple, maybe like a dinner bowl sized amount of mushrooms. Um, a few of those fall and then pulls them back up. He says, well, we got the goods, lads. What do we have to drink? Can I do like a nature check to see if these are like valuable anywhere else? Would these yeah. be valuable in the world? It's a natty one. Uh, you know. <laughs> you look like you could whip these up from a little bit of flour and eggs and, <laughs> and milk, you know. I was just thinking we could maybe sell them somewhere. Keep them in, sell them instead of eating them. But might be a dark road to go down to be a drug dealer on the <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're not you're not really sure whether these are really that unique, or if he's pulling your leg, or if anyone would be interested in buying them. It's like a, I don't know, All right. that one. You're, you're going to live your best life. Uh, I'm probably just going to eat them and just just <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I'm going to put mine into my bag. Save it for later. Might come in handy. Excellent. Um, so he would offer one to you guys, now that he's got them fresh, and say, uh, we we taking these here. Or are we, um, we'll you know, saving them for the after party? No, 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 no. Well, this is the prime thing of the party. Here, I hand him a flyer. 
says, wow, these look very professional, Big Boots. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it, I drew it myself. And I'm assuming it's a picture of Big Boots, like, trying to keg stand. Totally. It's BYOB. <laughs> Let's bring your own blue shroom. Blush room, yes. <laughs> See, I went to a party with, you know, a bunch of fungus last year, but there wasn't much room. Ah. That's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. So you must have been the only fun guy there. Aha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that that's getting cut. I'm just cutting this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom joke. All right. So we, we take it back to the party, mm-hmm. back to the campsite, and yeah. just live it up. I'm going to ask for two mushrooms. Good deal. Hey, uh, can I have two mushrooms there, Kettlebell? That's you bet. You get trying to build up a resistance on your first time. I admire that. Well, you yeah. know, I want to like have some fun. I'm going to take one and pocket the other. Totally. He's like, it's your funeral. I mean, have fun. Yeah. I know cure wounds. We're good. <laughs> so who's all taking one of these suckers? These turquoise mushrooms. Not not me. I'm You're saving mine. Cowards. I am. <laughs> all right. So Kalanon will be uh, partaking. Good deal. Okay, Kalanon, we got big boots. Magna, you up for it or are you staying sober? Magna's staying sober. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dadna, he's got to keep an eye on the chillins. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Theron? No, you I'm, 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 I'm going to save mine. I like it when things come in handy. I'm going to save it. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Shove it in the enemy's face. Or like if we need to, <clears throat> I don't know. You need to make somebody trip balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it could come in handy. You never know. Totally. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. So um, night falls. You guys build this big roaring fire. The meat from the murder bee is actually pretty tasty. You know, Gregory knows how to cook it pretty well. Um, otherwise, if you just want to eat rations, if you're not feeling murder bee, you know, that's cool, too. Oh, I'm uh, eating this bee. We gotta take the body of the murder bee back to... We'll take its butt. Phantom, all right? Uh, yeah, just in a, like enough proof that the stinger came from this thing. We'll take its butt, where, where the stinger would be. Okay. Probably not a real good edible meat inside take the butt of the bee. Take both halves of the butt, since you cut it in half. I cut the face in half only. Oh, like, transport the bee donk donk I thought you like, yeah. went all the way down yeah, the, bee <laughs> the middle. Dunk. We're gonna keep this bee donk donk <laughs> So that's why I was very specific about the face only, because I plan on keeping the butt. And then we can eat the body and the wings. Totally. So, Big Boots and Kalanon, I need you to make a con save. I'm going to intentionally fail. Do it. Yes. <laughs> Not even going to roll. I'm, I'm going to let it happen. <laughs> you die instantly. <laughs> and the only reason why uh, Kalanon's going to take it is just because of the events. He just wants to kind of get into that same space that he was previously. So that's... You case- want to try to meet God again. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily meet God, but just kind of with the experience with the Lich, with the experience of meeting God, just kind of see what else feeling. is. Yeah. He wants to transcend regular existence. Big Boots just wants to have a good time. He's been stressed <laughs> out. You know, his dads are dead. That's a 12. 12? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, Big Boots, you take this mushroom, intentionally failing the roll. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you notice is that your fingertips and your toe tips start to tingle like you sat on them for too long or laid on them weird and they got like the pins and needles feeling and then it extends up through your wrists through up to your elbows your shoulders and then to your like inner being until your entire body feels like you're vibrating like I don't know if you ever like used a riding mower and it's like Mm -hmm. after you got off the riding mower you're like still kind of jittery that same kind of feeling and then it's like you you stand up. And you feel like you are completely weightless, like the smallest breeze might blow you away. Uh, Magna, I need you to tie me down. Magna. You're, you're fine. Magna, Magna, fine. tie me down with a rope to a rock now. I'm going to float away. 
Magna. All you hear is. Use your words. Use your words. That was a very nice um, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation before the 1990s. <laughs> I was going for. I, I thought it was more like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Was Stallone need some brain damage on it? True. <laughs> um, yeah, so you stand up and you feel this breeze, like just the, the coolest, nicest breeze hit your face, and it's like it blows you away like a cloud. And for a moment, you are nothing, but you are everything. Okay. Hashtag deep. When you resolidify in your mind's eye, you're riding a dragon. <laughs> a log. You might see a lot of colors in the sky and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like, there's a double rainbow, you know. What does it mean? <laughs> is it all the way across the sky? <laughs> and you're just, like, you're able, like, the dragon is... Um, is it Farbagult? It's not. It's a rainbow-colored dragon. Fuck yeah. Uh, you're able to, like, stand up on it, and it's it's got you, you know? So you're not going to, like, fall off to your death or anything. Like, you have not the shadow of a doubt of that. You're able to stick your hands out. Kind of like Titanic style. <laughs> For a moment, a fleeting moment, you're the king of the world. All right. Anything else I notice? Am I just, am I just riding that dragon high? Just riding the F out of this dragon. Yeah. Never-ending story. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm riding a Treyu. <laughs> Treyu's a little boy. I don't care. It's all the same. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, you can ride Treyu. Yeah, it's just like you just get higher and higher and higher. And it kind of like the sun's beating down in your face, warmer, not in like an like a offensive way, like a warmness, like being in a womb, mm, you know? I'm having a good trip. Oh, yeah. And you just keep going higher and higher, closer to the sun, that warming your insides until you fall gently asleep on a rock uh, awesome. in, in real time. All right. <laughs> I was hoping he was like face planted into like, <laughs> the, as an, the as dirt, an aside. legs sticking up in the air or something like that. <laughs> So, uh, Kalanon, you got a 12 in your con save. Yes. Um, so, you feel the same kind of weightlessness, the same tingliness, kind of move from your appendages into your inner being. This, for you though, instead of standing up, you just kind of float up. Like, you are just the afterthought of some poor fisherman. You know, weightless, incorporeal, and you kind of come to your senses, and it looks like you are in the rim of a volcano. Not like an active volcano where it's like the caldera, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, the princess is there. And she's dressed in her badass Crimson Snipe outfit, but the mask is off. And she asks you for a dance. My princess. At this volcano. That's so, so awesome. She says, so hot. She kind of gives you a look. <laughs> that is... That is the sexiest pun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I will. I will dance with the princess. Excellent. Yeah, you guys are able to dance for what seems like an eternity, but an, not quite long enough. An endless waltz. Yeah. This the, eventually, you feel like steam coming off. You know, like you sweat a little bit. She's also sweating a little bit in the heat of this dance you guys have going on. Uh, you and Princess Eldora, and it's just this elated feeling that you've seldom felt in your life before. And it's just like, it's just everything for a minute is right. So yeah, for that moment, everything is is good. Yeah, there's no responsibilities, no end of the world, no coming war. It's just you, the princess, and the dance. Ah, yes. <laughs> the dance is what it's all about. <laughs> so eventually you're able to dip her, and she kind of looks at you expectantly like she's expecting a kiss. Okay. She puckers up. 
uh, yeah, I will, um, I will uh, lean in and kiss her then. All right. As soon as you go and plant one on her, she disappears and you kind of fall into a deep slumber. Um, out of game, at this point, you're resting gently up against a tree. Um, awesome. <laughs> kind of sitting like crisscross applesauce, leaning back against it. I thought I'd kind of be like, <laughs> what are you doing to that tree, Kalanon? <laughs> I was going to say, meanwhile, what does it look like these two are doing to us two? It's like drooling and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Kalanon just dancing around by himself and Big Boots like flying through the air. Hey, Gregory Kettlebelly is like also high AF. And he's just sitting there like enjoying his meat. He's kind of like talking to himself like sweet nonsense. I'm so glad I didn't take any of those shrooms. The night passes. Um, the next morning, you guys, uh, I need both of you to make another con save, Big Boots and Callan. This is to avoid the hangover of it. Uh, I rolled a two on the die. <laughs> 16. 16. All right, so Callan, you wake up feeling pretty okay. You got a little bit of a headache, but you can kind of walk it off. Big Boots, you wake up and it feels like someone smacked your head with a shovel. I need, uh, guys, I need coffee now. <laughs> Hey, Gregory's already got a pot on the fire. He's like, you bet. It's not my first rodeo. You got any more, Gregory, actually? More coffee? No, a little bit of the mushroom, a little bit of hair of the dog that bit you. <laughs> you have any more Gregory? <laughs> as well, it, it, I don't recommend taking it as a, you know, antidote to the hangover. That's how you get addicted, son. And he looks you right in the eyes. That's how you get addicted. All right, just, just double coffee now, please. You got it, pal. And he, like, happily pours you a cup. He's got, like, some little clay cups that he uses for coffee and pours you it and, and hands gravy. it to you. I need a cup of gravy. Oh, I don't have it. Excuse me. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> totally. See. So, yeah, I guess I'll pull out the uh, ladle of graviness. Excellent. <laughs> and, um... Uh, do we have a bucket of water? A bucket? So oh, you could easily it. find water. Okay. Yeah, totally. What if I put it, like, in the river? Does, like, the whole river turn into gra- gravy? With enough time, yeah. If you enchanted it and put it in the middle of the ocean, where it would whisk itself, eventually, over the course of thousands of years, all the world's oceans would turn into gravy. Oh, like, I'm not that patient. <laughs> I ain't that patient. Gravepocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I'm gonna go over and stick my ladle into the river and kind of stir it around and then pull out some gravy for For big boots it's even warm like doing that process you've pulled out some warm gravy (laughs) come here come here big boots i I I got you i just lay down over my mouth and i just pour it in (laughs) please (laughs) best gravy you've ever tasted nice it's like the banana bread of gravies did i get it all in his mouth or is it on his face Ah, up to you. If you want to spill a little bit on him, you know. I just do a little intentionally. Okay, totally. Like, gets on his collar. <laughs> Big Boots doesn't even care. Is this, is this a dark gravy, like beef gravy, or is it, like, light, like you would have with, like, sausage? Or is it, morning? like, a white gravy, like biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Kind of like biscuits and gravy, yeah. Okay. I believe that's re- referred to as country gravy. Thank you. It was important to know for visual purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> <laughs> on other news, so by by the afternoon, your hangover is effectively worn off, and uh, we're you guys, making our way towards Thanama. Yep, okay. yeah. Within two days, you guys make it. You see Thanama's tower off in the distance, surrounded by the little village that she's got there, uh, the dock that she operates and runs, 
as well as the palisade wall that encloses the, the place. What's up, everyone? Logan here, stepping in during the editing process, as usual, saying what's up, how you doing? I have a couple of announcements, a couple of plugs. So as you heard at the beginning of the episode, that three-second little clip, we are officially part of the Make Fun Network. So we're really excited to announce that, and we're really excited to be a part of the network there. Uh, what that entails is we get to tell you about all the other awesome shows on the network and form a partnership with them. So, as you already heard from the last episode, um, Matt Bissany from the Top 5 of Death uh, played Thebris. So, you already are familiar with him, so you can listen to him more on the flagship show of the network, Top 5 of Death. Ben and I were actually on their show this past week, uh, and we talked about Top 5 horror RPG games we would make up. So... Uh, the co-hosts from Top Fight of Death and myself and Ben brought our own lists, and we talked about the topic of different RPG campaigns we would make up that were horror-themed. Also, you can check out the other shows on the network, such as This Rules, This Sucks, uh, Over, Under, and Fair. You can also check out Encyclopedia Comica. All great shows. There's a little something for everyone there. Check them out. They're part of, we're part of the network. You're going to hear, hopefully, more from other guests. We might guess on some of their shows. There's going to be a, a fun... Fun new changes this coming uh, year here. Also, speaking of uh, coming up, uh, we are getting closer to the finale here. Um, I'd say we're still... This is episode 20. There's still probably about four episodes-ish until the finale. So we're in July. So August, September, we'll have the finale. So just get ready for that. Then we'll let you know. I'll, I'll Again, I'll hop in during an episode and tell you what the plan is. Uh, obviously, you know, we know what's going to happen, but, you know, you as a listener have to listen. Uh, really excited for how it went. Really excited for you guys to hear it. Looking forward to your reactions. Uh, if you want to uh, interact with us more, join the Make Fun Network Facebook group. Uh, just search Make Fun Network and you can join the Facebook group. All the guys from Roll for Damage are on there, myself included and Ben. Uh, and we interact there. Also join our Discord. Uh, you can find that on our social medias, which are at Twitter and Instagram at Roll for Damage Pod and Facebook, also Roll for Damage Pod. Uh, the links for the Discord are there, so you can hit us up, talk there. We we have a lot of fun in the Discord. We talk about whether a hot dog's a sandwich and stuff, a bunch of other stuff. Share share pictures of our cats. It's a good time. Also, check out our merch store. You can find us on Redbubble. Just go ahead and search. Uh, roll for damage on Redbubble, all one word. Roll the number four damage, just like the show. We have all of our stuff there, a couple different designs, maybe some coming up in the future, some new ones coming up. So just ch- take a look there, get yourself a coaster or t shirt, hoodie, uh, tank tops, uh, water bottles, coffee mugs, posters, a bunch of cool stuff there. Check it out there. Again, that's Redbubble at Roll for Damage. Uh, also, we do have links on our social medias too, if you have a hard time finding it. But. I'm going to let you get back to the episode there. Uh, until next time, guys. Thanks. Um, one thing that you do notice, though, is that um, Gregory Kettlebelly didn't seem to come off of his hangover. He he looks like he's kind of getting worse and worse. He's like, man, I, I, had, a, I had a bad trip. I tell you, this hasn't happened to me before. I've had these mushrooms my whole life. Um, I'd like to reroll a med- medicine check. All right. This is going to do a little bit more. 17. 17. You can tell that his skin is getting really cold. All right. And he's kind of starting to get like cold sweats. 
Is that from the sting or is that from the mushrooms? What was your medicine check again? 17. 17. At this point, you would be unable to tell. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of like shiver. It's like kind of hot out and he's like shivering. Um, his face is getting kind of pale. His hands are getting really pale. We can see the veins and stuff. And he's like, I'll just, I'll just go see the, I, I appreciate you, Callie. I'll just go see the doctor when we get back to the tower. I'm just not feeling like myself. It was really nice knowing you, Kettlebell. What? <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, I just meant like in general. It's nice meeting you. It was nice knowing you. We're about to head off the island, you know. Right. It was just, you, you opened my mind. I really appreciate it. You're a good guy. I wish you well for the rest of your life. <laughs> Thank you. Guess I'm gonna... I, I, what am I missing here? Am I dying? No. Oh, God. No, we're, getting, we're just leaving the island. I'm just telling you, have a good life. Okay. Sort it may be. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's take you back to Thanimal and return this bee butt. You got it. And he kind of hobbles his way with you guys back into you. You, you make it into like the palisade gate, and um, at that point, Thanima is over by the docks, kind of overseeing. You know, she's got like in one eye stock tentacle thing. She's got like the manifest of all the ships in there, and she's kind of going over it. She's, you know, she's got like the bifocals, but she, it's just like one bifocal. Like one a glass, monocle, glasses. monocle, monocle. Yeah, yeah. She's got a monocle, <laughs> one glasses, a bifocal, but with one, <laughs> a uni monocle, unifocal, a unicle, a unicle. But yeah, she like drapes the two, you know, things over the tentacles, so it looks like glasses. Um, she kind of looks over at you and says, "Oh, hey, how's it going there? I knew that I could count on you guys to make it back. You got that look, yeah." Yeah, dog, we got this. We uh, we we killed the bee thingy for you. The what now? The the thing for the stinger. Theron, oh! Theron, show her the butt. I'm gonna I'm gonna just like, just like, throw the butt at where her feet would be if she had them. Sure. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, no, I'll I'll just be right back." And she hands the um the manifest to like one of her lackeys and like floats rapidly inside to grab the stinger to see if it fits in the butt. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> as soon as she leaves, you guys would see Gregory Kettlebelly's eyes are like red and bloodshot, and he falls to his knees behind you. And all of a sudden, you would start to hear a low buzzing <laughs> as his chest is ripped open, and dozens of maybe like like the size of my thumb, like murder bees, erupt out of his chest, having gotten you know uh implanted in him implanted in him and incubated in his blood he doesn't even bleed when he falls over on the ground dead poor guy it was was good knowing you gregory at least he had one last good night you know (laughs) like it's a swarm of these things are getting ready to mess this place up uh where are we at in relation to um where is gregory at in relation to everybody about five feet behind you oh boy and what's the overall scene surrounding gregory uh, this place is filled with uh, between 200 and 300 residents. Okay. Um, the 20 feet surrounding Gregory is what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Just you guys. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm nuke these guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to nuke them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I quickly cast Fireball in the area where Gregory is with no regards for mine or my companions I mean, surrounding. That, that does sound about right for us. For sure. Yeah, so they did not succeed on their deck save. I'm assuming a a, a twelve. Uh, yeah, the twelve there. does not get there. Okay. Do we all have to make this save? Yes, you yes. do. Okay. Oh, okay. What is the DC? 
Uh, it's 15. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm fine. Ooh, I get it. I got a, I had a 20. Unnatural. I got an 18. My Yeah, my dex is... So only half damage for plus me. Plus 8, so... <laughs> 10. 10? All right, so we'll say um, the second before you cast this fireball, you're able to make eye contact with Theron and Big Boots. You guys kind of have that unspoken moment, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to about to nuke these suckas. But Magda, you're just taken aback by the horror of these little monsters. <laughs> Um, so you don't quite get the memo. He's just like, ah, a bee! <laughs> it should be 8d6. Yeah, 8d6. So, let's just go ahead Oh my god, that's our Wait 80, a minute! 86? For, for the listener, Sterling literally just poured a bag of dice onto his table. <laughs> He's counting out the 8 here. Uh, Theron, can I get one more? Of course. I'm sorry! That's like a little mushroom cloud. <laughs> <laughs> 28 damage. That is enough to nuke the swarm. Um, so you guys, Dirty Water Boys, if you made the save, you take 14 damage. If you failed the save, you take all 28. Ow! I'm literally just back down to the health I was at after fighting the bee. Oh, yeah, because it did four, 14 damage to you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, uh, seeing what happened to Gregory over the course of time and just... You didn't uh, want I, that to get uh, out. Understanding, yeah. I, without hesitation, I didn't want a room full of people to be stung. Yeah, so this mini nuke goes off to <laughs> fireball... Totally torches, you know, Magna and, <laughs> and a swarm of murder bees. Uh, uh, do I take half damage if I make the save, or do I just forego the save since I just I chucked it? Uh, we'll say we're, you're also in the. I'm, in the I, I, yeah, obviously I'm in the because he's Gregory's five feet behind me, so we'll take you. You'll say just for fairness, you also take the damage. Yeah, the fourteen if you made the save. I did make the save. Okay, just yeah. making sure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that, everything stops. And, you know, people that loading boxes in and out of the dock stop. The uh, the fishermen selling their wares stop. The stores, like the owners of the stores in the area, all peek their heads out. The guards standing at the, the Palisade Gate look over like, what the F was that? And Thanimber races back out with the stinger in her tentacle. Says, oh, I got it, I got it. Whoa. <laughs> and, like, Magna's fried, you know, every, everyone's taking damage. It's like a big black charred spot on the ground. Approximately twenty feet in diameter. Did did like everyone around see Gregory explode into bees, or yeah. do they think we just you know nuked their friend? We just nuked some. <laughs> no, they all kid. saw it too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Thanima looks at uh, looks at you guys and says, um, uh, "What uh, what just happened? What was it? Tuts, sugar, plum, baby, uh, babe." Um. Well, you see, uh, yesterday, uh, this uh, creature had stung Gregory. And even though I, I checked him out and healed him, uh, it looks like he got worse for wear. And presumably, uh, the creature injected its eggs. Eggs? Larva? Larvae? Pupa. Pupa. Thank you. Um, into him. And a whole, uh, a whole swarm, uh, just erupted out of his chest. And well, considering that this is your bar, and I don't want your patrons to have to deal with it. Uh, uh, I effectively, they, I don't understand, know if they understand the terms, uh, nuked him. A lot of like the, the simple town folk are like scratching their head like, nuke? What is nuke? I don't, I don't know what that is. That's fancy Sydney talk for fireball. But then it picks up on it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't the first uh, epidemic that we would have had. Thank you very much there, sugar. And she kind of winks her one giant eye at you. Just like turns her <laughs> existence for a second. Blink. <laughs> um, so uh, she takes the stinger over, fits perfectly in the butt, and she says, "By God, that did it!" 
Well done. Well done, Dirty Water Boys. Now, as far as your payment goes, uh, follow me inside. And she kind of, you know, takes the bee back, the bee butt, takes the stinger, goes to mount it up on the wall. She's got like a taxidermist on staff. As she leads you inside, she goes behind the bar and uh, you can hear her like rifling around through different jars and barrels and like wine glasses and such. She's looking for something in particular. She says, now I told you that um, if you found whatever the stinger this belonged to, you get some kind of payment. But um, see, word has reached us that gold is more hard to find and we're not really looking to pay out our stores (laughs) and leave ourselves blind uh, to this coming depression economics, all that mumbo-jumbo. She kind of waves her tentacle at you. Um, she says, but I have something worth more. Is it stocks? Is stocks it, and bonds? Yeah. Is it stocks? Um, <laughs> like so she, stocks? Uh, you feel, finally said, ah, there it is. And um, she takes out a jar with a whole bunch of corks in it. There's a big cork on top. There's like four corks on the side, two corks on the underside, three sticking out like north, south, and west on this thing. And she kind of places it on the table and looks over at you guys and slides it over to you. Uh, So what is this uh, contraption? It can be whatever you want it to be, sugar. They call this thing an alchemy jar. It's very useful to young strapping adventurers like yourself. She kind of gives, you know, Magna the up down. Like, is there anything in it? Not yet. See, um, as you go to invest. Is it a clear jar? uh, It looks like it's made out of clay. Okay. Uh, but it's much sturdier. Like, if you drop it, it's not going to shatter. So, each, as you're looking at each cork, each one is labeled. Uh, one of them says salt water. One says fresh water. One says acid. One says mayonnaise. One <laughs> says wine. You know, one says beer. There's a list of things that you can pour out of this thing in different quantities. One of them says poison. This is the jar of many things. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, like, you pour water in it and then pour it back out, it turns into that? Nope, it's just... It just pours just that out. You just open the cork and it... Open the cork and it pours out a certain amount of whatever it is. ass. So, you can make eight ounces of acid. I'm presuming this is a once per day thing? Or is it... Uh, until the next done. Yep. Uh, so you can make one half ounce of basic poison, four gallons of beer. Yeah, that's a gallon each. We're good. One gallon of honey, two gallons of mayonnaise, one quart of oil... Like burning oil? Yeah. Yeah, it could catch on fire. Totally. Okay. Uh, two gallons of vinegar. It can make eight gallons of fresh water, 12 gallons of salt water, and one gallon of wine. So what you're saying- How about gravy? You can make and 12 gravy. gallons of gravy, you have, though. You have the gravy on, on control. <laughs> you but can make 12 gallons of gravy with this thing. Because you take the salt you water. You just take salt water and whisk yeah. it until it all- Oh, what's yeah. It, what's it called again? The alchemy jar? Alchemy jar. I'm sorry. Alchemy jug. Joke. It looks like it could carry about a gallon of, of water, of, of liquid. So is that cool. like an official item, or did you make it? Official, yeah. Okay, so the mayonnaise is official too, or is that an yeah. addition? That's <laughs> yeah. badass. Yeah, I asked Chris Perkins about it at, at GameholeCon a couple years ago. He's like, yeah, we had a list of like 50 things, and we just narrowed it down bit by bit until we had it down to like 10 or 12 things, and mayonnaise just kept making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good instrument. All right. Uh, Sorry, we're voice really no, I kills it. me. Um. Kind of like the old smoker lady at the nursing home. <laughs> hey, doll, do you smoke? Or oh, you should. Or the, the twins off the Simpsons. Yeah. Petting some. So, uh, who's going to hang on to this this jug of alchemy? I'm going to hang on to the jug of alchemy. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I think you should, Big Boots. 
I have a lot of potatoes that are taking up space, so. I got vinegar for your potatoes. That's not necessary. (laughs) And oil so you can fry them. (gasps) That's a thing. French fries and mayonnaise. He's had hash browns. He knows how to fry a potato. A lot of people think French fries are invented in France, but truly they're made in Greece. <laughs> Logan is just like this episode's done. <laughs> just go cutting, home, cutting the whole thing. Podcast over. The end. Canceled. We, we got a jar that makes mayonnaise. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Thanos. This is pretty dope. You're welcome. A trader sold it here to me long, long ago, and I've been looking for a good use for it, but I haven't been able to find any. So hopefully, you can use it more than I can. You can only eat so much mayonnaise before you. Uh, Get salmonella, if you know what I mean. Bet. No. <laughs> well, salmonella is actually from the uh, eggshells, not the actual egg products that goes into the mayonnaise. But that's a digression. Not here or there. Yeah. No, I want to know more. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just don't eat the salmon. It'll give you chickenella. Hey, uh, hey, Thanabot, do you have a, uh, a, a bottle I could have? A bottle? Yeah, like, just like, like... Empty? Yeah, just like a little empty bottle with, like, a, a cork for the top. Sure. Sure. And she uh, uses two tentacles to, like, clap over at one of her subordinates, and he comes and brings you a bottle. Cool. Big Boots, will you uh, will you undo the poison cork? Uh, I kind of want to test out mayonnaise, but all right. And then just <laughs> pour the poison into the bottle, so now I have a bottle of poison. And assuming we're not going to do a whole lot more with this day, because we've done a lot already, just wanted a bottle of poison. That's all. Let me describe the bottle that you got as, like, a moonshiner jug. That's kind of what it looks like, with, like, the X's on it. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. So it's a big bottle with, like, a half ounce of poison in it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> hey, so sorry about your, uh, sorry about your boy Gregory. That's okay. I can always make more servants. Well, they make them themselves, but... Okay. Hey, I, don't, I don't know the minutiae. Did you know that the lich was still alive? The what now? The lich was still alive. Get out of town. Yeah, we encountered him when we were out there. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> get, get out, out of town. town. <laughs> That's our shtick. The lich is dead. Ooh. I mean, we we were going to leave town anyways, but yeah, is he? So is he dead? He he's taken care of. He's in a he's in a better place. Like he's still he's still on the island. Just phantasmally. Is that where we left him off at? No, he's transcended to the afterlife. Oh, him and yeah, his son. He's, he, he's gone. He's from. He's off the island. Don't worry about it. But we can we can tell people that the lich is still here, right? And then we can. Get more visitors. Oh, oh, certainly. I'm yes. not here to tell you how to run your business, Thanamon. You do your thing. No lich means no monsters. No monsters means no moolah. You know what I'm saying? I just figured I want. I'm giving you a heads up. I I oh. appreciate it, Big Boots. Are we ruining economies all across the land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tourism's their only thing, Big Boots. God, we're like the opposite of Ben and. Uh, Chris Traeger off of uh, Parks and Rec, where they come in and save the governments. <laughs> we come in to ruin governments. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, takes like one slimy tentacle and pats you on the head. Kind of mats your hair down a bit. All right. Um, were my goblins okay? Oh, yeah, they're fine. Okay. Well, I think we're going to head out. We got anything else to do here, boys? Looks like she wants us out of here. She did say get out of town. Well, yeah, we should probably get out of town. Okay. Uh, and I, I kiss her tentacle and say, all right, until next time, babe. There's like, you know, like when you sneeze and there's the string connecting it. There's oh. like a string connecting the ooze from the tentacle <laughs> to your mouth for a moment. And it tastes like oil. Mm. But yeah, she just, you see like the kind of skin around her central eyeball start to blush. And she's like, oh, stop it, you. <laughs> you little charmer. 
You really, really are a bard. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back to the ship. Good deal. The nasty but classy awaits. Bobby is there at the helm. He's got the uh, the captain hat on. He's just kind of trying out how it feels, but he can't see over the wheel. Like he's um, not tall enough I yet. always wear the captain hat. He is not wearing my hat. I he should say a- the quote-unquote captain hat. He made one out of newspaper. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as he sees you guys coming up the gangplank, he uh, runs over to you and he says, Oh my gosh, how, how, how was it? Did you fight stuff? Did you, fu- did you, did you eat anything? Wh- who did you meet? Where did you go? You're allowed to ask one question, Bobby. Make a count. Where do babies come from? So there's a country called Bolivia, um, and there's these baby mines <laughs> that you have to go and get a permit for. And you're only allowed to get a permit once a year. And you're allowed to go into the baby mines and then mine for babies. And you're allowed to take one. If you take more than one, you have to have another permit called a twinning permit. You can get up to a quadruple or even a sextuple. It's it's a whole thing. Bobby, just know that you came from a baby mine in Bolivia. A baby mine in Bolivia. Got it. Yep. Or when a daddy <laughs> bee loves a mama cattle belly, shoves its stinger into him. Good deal. He's satisfied with that answer. The okay. baby mines of Bolivia. <laughs> um, yeah, the goblins are also very happy to see you. The Omorukatal clan is now... You know, the leader is back. Huzzah! And they all go, huzzah! And raise their little empanada-like baby clawed fists. I finger gun. Um, they've even, so they've been Do practicing. They finger gun back? No, they've been practicing this thing in your absence that they wanted to show you. As soon as you finger gun, uh, they all collapse back like they got shot. But it's like a wave <laughs> of them. And they'll just like hit the deck, you know? Big Boo's just biggest grin. He's like, my boys. <laughs> How's the ship been, guys? Wouldn't, sir. Good. No no troubles? No, sir. None whatsoever. All right. Uh, we were able to cavort a bit with some of the other ships, and that was fascinating. Oh, God. What'd you do? Well, um, they kind of all, like, start talking to each other in hushed tones. You know, Gurgle Spit looks over, and he kind of raises his head. He says, we learned how to tie knots. And then they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm proud of you guys. We also learned that distances are measured in knots. It was very confusing for many of us. And they all kind of like, once again, start like, yeah, yeah, that was very confusing. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, it's very confusing. I still don't understand it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't really need to worry about that. We got it. I'm your captain. Very good, captain. Lead us. All right. Uh, and he uh, strikes a pose, like goblin, very big boots-esque. Okay, um, <laughs> do all the math stuff you need to do to sail out. Math stuff, yes. No, mass. Stuff with the mass. The, the sail. The sail, yes. Yeah. That thing, he points up. You got the, it. The big cloth. Like, yes, to work, lads. And they all start to, like, you know, meander about the boat, taking their various roles. Uh, the ship pulls out. Now, from here, uh, the plan was to go to... um. The Magna's God Quest in the yeah. Jungle of Worms. That's the last God Quest we got to do. Um, so you're sailing across a gigantic ocean to get there. You um, currently are in the southern, southwestern part of the map. You are traveling kind of to the central part of the map, almost right dead center. Um, so that is going to take at least a couple of weeks to get there. Um, so we're just going to hand wave some of the travel. Mm-hmm. Not like a, what did you do this morning? What did you do the afternoon? What about the evening? 12 weeks of, all right, yeah, we check the sails. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're just like on autopilot for a while. Um, we have standard T-posed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loading screen. Now, um, one thing that uh, after approximately seven days of travel, like it's getting very dark out, you know, the, the seas are pretty calm. 
wispy clouds up in the sky, you know, like the works. Whole red sky at night, sailor's delight kind of deal. Um, Bobby would ask you to pull you four aside as you are like enjoying your evening meal cooked up by the goblins. What's up, Bobby? I'm not sure if this is the right place to, to talk about this or not, but I, I overheard some goblins talking in their goblin language. Which he speaks because he spent three weeks goblins and learned how to talk. About? Yeah. I know the basics. Um, so they, they sounded like they had some plan that was going to happen in the next couple of days. Uh, something they learned from the other pirates. It's not mutiny, is it? I, I don't know. The word was fuzzy. They they didn't even understand it fully they're, themselves. They're, they're going to fuzzy us? All they said that it was that it was going down. They had the implements, and they just they just needed the time to make it happen. I just figured I should tell you. It sounded a little fishy. Thank you, Bobby. Um, your reward is ten push-ups. <laughs> Big boots. Do ten push-ups. That's your reward. You gotta get swole, bro. <laughs> he shrugs. Okay. Oh, he's he- our fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets down and he does ten push-ups. Takes him a little while, but he he cranks him out. Um. Hey, Kevin. Yes, sir. Hey, do you speak goblin? No, sir. I, I, I don't say I do. I didn't oh. know they had a language. I thought they just gutturally, you know, barked at each other until oh. someone died. And then they ate his cold, rotting flesh. That's basically you got the gist. Hey, um. <laughs> Something bad might happen the next couple of days, or something good. I'm not sure. Can you kind of keep a low profile on the ship and spy on some of these goblin boys for me and check back every couple hours? My profile is going to be so low, you'll forget I even exist. Cool. I'll be like a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just just kind of spy on some of the goblins for me if you can, cowboy. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Just anything mischievous. Anything that looks like they might want to hurt us. They they don't want to hurt you now. I don't know. Oh, okay. I hope not. But that's why you're gonna you're gonna spy on them. Very well. You're Very like good. the Spy Kids movie. Excellent. Except without that dude that did the the machete movie. Yeah, without your well, you're Danny Trejo in this situation. Just quieter. He like takes his little fist and goes like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." So he nods, jumps out of your pocket, and kind of skitters along amongst the boxes and the. You know the the riffraff. Mm-hmm. As the goblins are doing their 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 chores for the day. What if? What if they're just going to throw us a big party? You know, I really hope it's a surprise party. I, but I don't want to run the risk. So I'm gonna like hop on Moxie mm-hmm. and kind of like fly off the side of the ship, up ish, and kind of follow along the side of the ship and Good. cast fog cloud like around myself. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, as you go to cast fog cloud. You would hear, like, I guess everyone at this point would hear the goblins, like, in their native goblin language, start to, like, kind of freak out a little. Like, this this cloud of fog just came out of nowhere, and they're losing their cool. I need everyone to roll perception. Natty 20. Nice. 19. Seven. I'm sorry, 15. So, good deal. Los was a 10, so you guys would all be able to hear under the decks. One of the goblin voices says... This stroke of fate has set us back. We must do this now if we're ever going to. And then you hear a scream below deck. I, I look at them like I was, what are you guys doing? What's happening? So at this point, all of them drop what they're doing and they run to the lower deck. Okay. Um, Callie, Magna, um, weapons drawn, maybe? Uh, glow, glowy stick in hand. <laughs> Excellent. B- Bobby, uh, get somewhere safe. Like, you got it. Magnus summons uh, Silverthorn. 
Excellent. Silverthorn just like, why have you summoned me? <laughs> we might need you. Very well, master. <coughs> Make our way down to the lower deck. Yeah. Making your way downtown. Making yeah. my way downtown. Um, yeah, I'm going to have Zona Truth ready to cast. Excellent. So you got it, like, prepared? Yeah. Um, as you make your way to lower decks, you see all the goblins crowded around kind of a circle. So you see a clay pot, like a planting pot, that is up on one of the boxes that the goblins, like 50 goblins, are surrounding. Um, sticking out of the clay pot, out of the dirt inside of it, is a human leg cut off at the knee. The knee is in the dirt. The foot is sticking straight up. Um, you see a goblin with this weird kind of funky headdress. Looks like it's made out of dust and some feathers and other crap around here. Uh, refuse. Um, tied up to the box, you see a human male that's bald. And uh, he's tied up and he's his leg is like a bloody stump where the knee is. And his tongue is cut off. And it's right between where his legs ought to be. As he's like bound and gagged. And, like the, the gag is bleeding. He's like... Whoa, 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 whoa. And all the goblins are standing around, kind of looking over expectantly at the potted foot or potted leg. At this point, one of the goblins stands up and he addresses all of them, seeing you guys there as well. And he says, my lads, we have planted a mutiny. <laughs> a mutiny. Oh, my goodness. You went the longest way around to get there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> a mutiny. Is that what they're saying? What a, they think it is? A mutiny. Um, uh, a, a mute, mute yeah mute his tongue is cut out so he's and a mute me <laughs> and they all start like chanting and hooting and hollering and high-fiving and like hugging each other you know <laughs> so they heard mutiny but they don't understand what it means right <laughs> guys you did you you did your you did you you guys did you i kind of feel sorry for the bald guy though <laughs> i'm surprised we didn't notice this for 7 days <laughs> yeah they kept him in a box down there <laughs> What's your what's your plan with this here, fellas? They'll look around at each other, and the one that's standing on the box, proclaiming the mutiny, kind of looks over. He says, well, I, I didn't think we'd get this far. The other pirates made it sound like this was very difficult. <laughs> you know, that's how good you guys are. You guys are such good pirates. Really? We, we, oh, we'd, we'd knock this thing out in half an hour. <laughs> where, where, where did you get this guy? Oh, we stole him. You from, stole him <laughs> from one of the other ships. Well, yeah. See, um, our captain was gone, and so we said, "Oh, if we're gonna make this a really good mutiny, <laughs> we need to steal a captain." Oh shit! And at that, you guys hear the sound of cannons. Oh my God. <laughs> good thing I'm just up in the air, hiding in a fog cloud. <laughs> um, can I see like where the the ship is, like kind of yes. through the fog? Um, yeah, you see the ship maybe 150 feet away, cutting through the fog. Uh, okay. Close, slowly closing the gap. Um, it's definitely a pirate ship. Roll perception, Theron. 20 on natural. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so you recognize this ship as one of the ones in Thanimus Harbor. It is called the Howling Fortune. Ooh. And they are coming to get their captain back. <laughs> What's left of them? Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, man the cannons, boys. We got a fight coming. <laughs> oh my god, I swear to god, your goblins are gonna get us killed one of these days! I, You know, they want the captain back, I'm guessing? Yep. Tie him up to an anchor and throw him overboard. <laughs> an anchor? <laughs> an anchor? <laughs> Don't you want to have him back? They gotta get him. <laughs> an anchor? I he already can't swim, he has no leg. <laughs> How about, 
listen, something that will float. He's going to bleed out. Drop. Like, he's going to die. Yeah, he's, he's, like, almost unconscious. He's uh, like, want, if they get him, they're going to be like, go kill those fuckers. So tongues, if we make it to where they have to go and get him harder. Tongues and thighs bleed profusely. He's going to yeah. bleed out. Uh, I'll go, I'll see if I can perform um, a medicine check on him. All right. Uh, that's a natural 20, so that's going to be a 27. Yeah, so um, you're able to bandage up his leg pretty well. His tongue, though, is still bleeding profusely. That's going to take quite a bit more work. Um, would a cure spell close the wound? It would. All right, um, so I'm going to cast Cure Light Wounds. All right, if you can heal uh, 20 hit points, then that'll be enough to close off the, the wound in his tongue. All right, uh, I'm going to cast this at a higher level. <laughs> For each level above first level, it heals an extra D8. Extra D8. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll do a second level. So the first one was nine. Uh, the second one is 10. And the third one is 12. All right. So yeah, that is uh, 22 and then 31. Healing. Excellent. Yeah. So his tongue heals right up. Um, now it's just kind of a nub in the back of his throat Ooh. as opposed to it's like he he's not bleeding but he can't talk. Yeah. You know? oh um, he's now that pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean with the parrot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you guys would hear the, the roar of cannons a little bit closer this time. Um, um, the goblins say, sir, do you, are you, do you want us to tie him to the anchor? We can use our new knot skills. <laughs> tie him to some, not the anchor, we might need that. Um, just... <laughs> Tie him to something heavy that's going to sink. A cannonball. And then, yeah, a cannonball. And then man the cans and fire back. No. no, no fire him. Just, we have to the cannon. How about, yeah, how about a barrel? We don't, Fine. we just healed him. Let's right. not kill him. Or, right. or, let me just toss this out there. You are the captain. Final say and all. Uh, we just give him back. He's not going to be happy about us, about our goblins kidnapping him and m- mutilating him. Um, uh, we'll just... Call it a big misunderstanding. Leave a note. <laughs> I'm good at talking, but I'm not that good at talking to make someone be okay with being their legs and tongue cut off. Honestly, it's probably their fault for talking to the goblins about a mutiny. Honestly, right, it's we'll on put them. Put him in a barrel. I'm gonna shove the mushroom. I'm gonna shove the mushroom into his throat the and make him eat it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna have them throw him overboard. We're not gonna return fire, but the goblins are gonna man the ship. I'm gonna grab Kevin, put him back in my pocket. Good deal. And then we're just going to try to like full sail, see if that'll stop him. If he's stoned off his ass and asleep, maybe he won't tell their ship to attack us still. Totally. I don't know. He won't be able to say anything, though. Yeah, he's going to be having a, he's going to be in a good place for the next couple <laughs> well, of Well, I'll talk about he doesn't have a tongue, so he can't really say yeah. anything. <laughs> He'll be like, oh. Hopefully, no harm, no foul. You got stoned, bro. We're good. He's going to look like a real pirate now. He's going to have to get a pig leg. Yeah, so you force the mushrooms down his gullet, and he reluctantly eats it, and you see his eyes just glaze over like a good donut. Mm. Um, The goblins ready their finest barrel, (laughs) and uh, they toss him inside, kind of bloody stump and all. And they put his leg in there with him, too. (laughs) 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 One of them's like, but sir, the mutiny! Ah, You know, sacrifices. You did good. You did good, Grumble Pit, whatever your name is. (laughs) Planted a mutiny. He just smiles at you. He's like missing every other sharp, jagged tooth. Tussles hair. Like, all right, just do what your captain says. Woo-hoo. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they put they shove the barrel overboard. It splash right in the water as it starts to slowly kind of float back towards the boat that is pursuing you. As 
you are kind of observing, you know, yeah, like all the masts, like full sail, you know, you're chugging along, powering through. Um, you see how the barrel slowly makes its way over to within about 50 feet of the ship. And you would see them point a cannon down at the barrel and boom, <laughs> blow it right out of the water. You hear a, a male voice shouting from their ship, kind of from the bow. He says, I am the captain now. Full speed ahead. We good, bro? <laughs> we'll make them wish they were never born. Oh! All right, uh, when they get in the range, boys, uh, goblins, just fire your cannons at them. Fire the cannons, yes. When they're in range. Th- those are the big tubes. The, yeah, you know how to fire a cannon, don't you, bro? We haven't had to yet, sir. Well, we're about to. Um, please do so. <laughs> it's uh, very good. Uh, You're fired! Uh, <laughs> Get off my ship! No, light the wick of the cannon of this, and then make it go boom. As they do that, I want to cast Fog Cloud between the two ships and Silence. Hey, Silence is only a 20 by 20 foot. Oh, poopy. Silence around the area of of our cannons, then. Oh, so you can't detect. So they can't detect the sound, Fog Cloud, so they can't see it coming, so they don't even know we fired. Okay. uh, Keep in mind, mind, Fog Cloud is stationary. So, like, as the ship moves, it moves past We'll move out, but I'm just saying for, like, the first round of firing, might catch them a little by surprise, maybe. Well, as far as the ships go, um, Big Boots, Captain, go ahead and roll initiative, and that'll be versus Declan Sturm. Natty 20. That's a cool pirate name. So, uh, you guys are up first. Thank you. Um, So, who is manning what stations here? I assume, Big Boots, you're driving this thing. Yeah, I suppose. What do we got? Crow's nest. I'm uh, on a flying repairs, carpet, so cannons. I'll just pop into the crow's nest. Okie doke. Good deal. Yeah, Moxie kind of rolls herself up there with you. Yeah. I guess Big Boots will be repairs about as... You're, I'm Big Boots. What did I say? You said Big Boots is doing whatever. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. Magna, Magna will be doing repairs. It's just like Sea of Thieves where all I have to do is just go down with a bucket of water and... Yes, that's and exactly how it goes. And he's out the boat, just <laughs> simple. Put a plank on the wall. Totally. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I got this. Magnus got this. Easy. I think I'm just going to stand on deck, kind of uh, manning things out, and definitely just waiting for the command to launch a fireball at the yeah, sails sure. of the opposite ship. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll, shoot. they'll pull some cannons out on the top deck. One of the goblins comes up. His name is Knuckle Scrunch. And uh, he says, Calamon, we were told to fire the cannons. I this this does not compute. I don't know what that means. Well, here's what you do. You take uh oh, do you have uh, flint and steel? Flint and steel. Yes, yes, we have that. Yes, right. go get it. And there's a couple like smaller goblins that were not yeah. it. So I go by the cannon and well, this is what they mean. So I'll take the flint and steel, create a spark on the wick, mm-hmm. making sure that the cannon is aimed. So what you do is you kind of aim up. So you want to. Ha- uh, lead your target a little bit, so where the ship is going to be in about four seconds. Like a prediction. Yes, exactly. And then you hit the flint and steel. Watch this. See? All right. Make sure the cannon's steady. All right. And brace for impact. Cannon fires. At this point, the the silence would be cast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it would react. Mm-hmm. The cannon would, um, but there'd be no sound as like fire and, you know, gunpowder and stuff erupts from the barrel. Yeah. And it kind of cuts through the fog cloud, kind of swirling the fog around it. Yeah. At I, this point, the uh, the goblin would look over at you and like, give you a big thumbs up. Show him how to reload also. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he doesn't understand a word I did. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we um, go through the process of loading in the gunpowder and um, restocking with the, the cannonball and that whole thing. That takes that takes a while, I suppose. At one point, he would raise his hand like he has a question. Uh, what? Yes, what is it? Do I have to use flint and steel? Do you have any other fire apparatus? Torches. He, um, his hand glows with fire. What? We have magic goblins? <laughs> yeah, how do you think we cook our meat? Wow, alright. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all know how to cast firebolt. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. Um, yeah, no, you can do that too. Yeah, absolutely, you don't have have to use flint and steel. Ah, uh, yes, kind of a six one, half a dozen the other kind of thing, right? Absolutely, right? yes. Kind of a quid pro quo kind of thing, right? Uh, no, but... Kind of a... You know, c'est la vie, mon ami kind of thing, right? <laughs> We're you getting know, further and further away from you this, You know, I'm hearing yes. a lot of talking and less cannon firing. Let's <laughs> say two more cannonballs would fly out of the mist. Um, higher low, big boots. Let's go low. First one misses. Okay. It sails right over the deck and uh, kind of leaves like a sound like, woo, you know, higher low in the second one. Low also. So that one actually strikes right through the middle of the ship, blowing away part of like the, the lower deck where the storage is. Magna, that's about where you would be. You would hear the cannon shot go off, and then poof, it just kind of explodes through the ship, causing a leak. Through our ship? Yep. Okay. Oh, shit. Man, if somebody was, fi- was firing back, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> now, one thing also, as far as repairing the ship, you have about, as, like for your materials, you have 100 hit points worth of materials to repair with. Okay. So, as captain, I need you to make an intelligence roll, uh, Logie. Not great. Uh, total of seven. Seven? Alright, so you're able to kind of slowly bring the ship around out of the fog cloud um, so that, like, the broadside is, what is it, the starboard? No, port? Port is left, starboard's right. Yeah, so you're turning left so the, the port side would be kind of facing back towards the fog cloud. But it's kind of having a rough go. The ship is kind of off balance. Mm-hmm. Theron, I need you to roll perception in the crow's nest. Okay. Quick time out. Did you say they know fire bolt or fireball? Bolt. bolt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they can just do 1d10 <laughs> as a spell attack. What's the range on that? I think 60 feet. Ooh. It's not bad. Yeah. I got a seven on my perception. Seven? All right. So you don't. So you can see kind of the swirling fog cloud. Uh, you don't see the ship in there, though. Uh, for brief moments when their ship fires, it's almost like when lightning rumbles in the cloud and you kind of like, like see flashes. the outline like a flash yeah for a split second like fireworks and cloudy night exactly <laughs> yeah uh so Kellanon, you were there uh you said ready and go fireball uh showing them how to run the cannon and such well i mean i'm showing them how to, how to run the cannon and such but i'm just gonna continue doing that good deal um yeah. eventually they'll pick up on it okay cool um after a few a few tries one of them would come up and be like, "Now, what happens if we just fill it with all gunpowder?" Uh, no, that's that's bad. That's that's very bad. It that, wouldn't. No. It wouldn't hit them, and they they die, and we win. Uh, get no, all the money and uh, women and gold. No, it would create shrapnel from the cannon because there's too much of an explosion and a distort. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm, it would be like if you try to pound too much sand into a monkey's ass and his stomach splits open. Surrounded <laughs> by imbeciles. 
I want just a backstory of every one of these goblins. <laughs> that's our side. That's our like spinoff series. Yeah, everyone just plays a goblin. <laughs> we just the come origin up. of them just shoving sand into a monkey's ass. <laughs> ah, so that's what happens. You know, you know, um, that's that's very uh, specific description. But I believe eggs. That I've done the math. that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> they all just kind of look around each other like, yep, yep, math checks out. Yep, yep. What's math? I don't know. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, Magna, uh, doing some repairs. Uh, go ahead and make a... Let's see. That would probably be, like, athletics? Because it, it takes a lot of, like, physical work to repair these ships, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, we'll say athletics, or if you just want to make an intelligence roll. We'll do athletics, because that's what I'm better at. 22. 22. Excellent. So you're able to take a couple of big beams and kind of nail them in place. Um, you get some tar, some like pine tar and kind of coat it, you know, and it starts to kind of, you know, heal the ship up a little bit. You also you recruit like six goblins with little pails to go and scoop the water out, you know, keep it afloat. One of them even comes up to you with a full bucket of water and he goes for like a little goblin fist bump. He 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 gives him a fist bump. Like, yeah, boy. Dirty water boys in action. Woo! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just turn it all into gravy. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. Like, it, you could somehow turn the water into gravy. Like, how are they going to steal the gravy? It'd be a gravy boat. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, psh. That's awesome. I hate all of you. <laughs> all right, so, um... On their turn, uh, Captain Declan Sturm um, is able, he's got full sails, um, he pilots the Howling Fortune right out of the fog cloud, and it looks like they're coming right up next to you guys. You can see on their deck, some of the guys are, like getting grappling hooks and um, like getting their swords and daggers ready, you know, it looks like they're going to try and board you. Fuck yeah. Fire, Fire the goblins. Yep. On Fire everything board. now. Alright. Every cannon, shoot it. Good deal. They send the message. You hear the, bo- the booming voice of Big Boots say, fire everything! All right, guys. Let them have it. Um, We're just going to give them our cannons? Are you insane, Kalanon? <laughs> We're fighting a battle here, not having tea at Grandma's. I'm re- starting to regret recruiting goblins for the pirate <laughs> goblins, <laughs> goblins have tea at their Grandma's? <laughs> I really want to know the no, backstory of these fire goblins. Fire all now. the cannons. Oh, yeah, right. And then, like... Simultaneously, all the cannons on the port side just goo-doo, goo-doo, goo-doo. Almost to the point where, like, the force of it makes the ship rock over to the right a little bit as these cannon shots just rip through the Howling Fortune. At this point, the ship starts to slow down a bit, and uh, one of the goblins, we'll call him Ooga Booga McGee, comes up to Big Boots. He says, Big Boots, I have an idea. Boarding party? And he just smiles and nods. Says we could give him a piece of law in order, and he holds up both of his little empanada fists. Get the party hats ready, cowboy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, they call all the goblins up to the top of the deck. There's like fifty of them. As soon as the howling fortune gets close enough, the goblins just like leap over in a frenzy and start butchering everybody on board. Um, <laughs> you know, some you know using like daggers, bone daggers, little tools. One guy's got a hammer, and he's like bashing a dude's brain in. It's really just hideous um, to the point where. You know, the, the the deck is slick with blood. You guys want to go over and look for valuables? We- Boy, am I happy they're on our side. <laughs> <laughs> like a meat grinder exploded. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to 
I'm going to go over and look for survivors and look for gold, I guess, boys. Didn't mean to kill them all, but that's the life we live now. <laughs> so a pirate's life for me. As you um, kind of swing your way over, I need everybody to make an acrobatics check to not slip and fall in the blood and guts. Because it is just saturating the, the top deck. What am I using, athletics? Acrobatics. Turn it acrobatics. all into gravy. <laughs> the thing I don't excel at. Seven. Six. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. So, uh, Theron and Kalanon, you guys swing over easy enough. It's not your first rodeo. You kind of do like a, like a slide into it across the deck. Big Boots and Magna, though, you guys, when you go to swing across, you like lose grip of the rope and you just like fall straight on your back, um, coating like the back of your clothing in someone else's blood. It was our first rodeo. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, and you like look to the left and there's like an eyeball just looking at you. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Um, you guys would all hear shouting coming from below deck uh, as Captain Declan Sturm is there. Uh, the goblins have him pretty well hogtied. Make my way down. Hey, Captain. I'm the captain also. How you doing, bud? It's you. You're the leader of this misfit group of monsters? We're called the Dirty Water Boys, yeah. We're here to save the world, and you impeded us from doing that. You we, you stole our captain. Our well, former captain. <laughs> I and gave you butchered my crew. I gave you a promotion and you did you took it <laughs> like you just didn't want it. You're like, what are you doing here, bro? You I gave you a promotion and then you're you're ungrateful. Your promotion means nothing to me when I have no crew left to sail with. You did have a crew. You came out you had a you were the captain. And you could have just left it alone. You could have gone. You could have gone and pirated your way across the planet and do all the cool stuff. But no, you had to come and stir the bees nest that is me and my little goblin boys. <laughs> He says, yeah, what would you have me do? I need to keep my crew in line. If I'm right, going right. to defend the honor of our captain, then they're not going to defend the honor of me, and I will be mutinied next. Well, you don't have a crew to worry about that now. The, the reality of him kind of hits him, <laughs> and he like looks around, he's surrounded by goblins that are all, like, under their breath, they're whispering, like, mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. <laughs> all right, next move is yours. What do you want to do? You want me to kill you? You want me to tell you want to tell us where all your shit is? You want to join the crew? No, you're not going to join the crew. That's a bad idea. What do you want to do? Well, I um, our, our role persuasion. A uh, total of nine. Nine. That's high enough considering the circumstances. He looks around and says, "Well, if you want to know what's what's on our ship, the manifest is just over there." Should be, or at least maybe, I don't know, it fell on the ground, maybe. Uh, one of the goblins goes up and picks up, like, the booklet that has all, like, the listo crap that's mm -hmm. on this thing. And he hands it over to you and says, my captain. Yeah, I, I thumb through it. Um, so it looks like they're carrying weapons. And as you go to open up all these boxes and crates, it's literally just, like, 10, like 10,000 steel arrows, uh, swords, rapiers, great axes, you name it. Where, where were you taking this stuff? As well, before you, you know, your your bloodthirsty little monster stole our captain and caused all this. Um, I was heading to Atten and Hobrook. Not that it's any of your business. Oh, you're they're, working for Atten, huh? Seems like they're gearing up for war, and we're just the transport. We're just the messenger. Hey, Boots. I, I've got an captain, idea. Captain Big Boots. Captain Giant Boots. <laughs> Biggest Boots. Yes, Shmi. What if we, uh... Is the ship still in good shape? Like, it's still yeah, it's okay. What if we send, like, eight to ten goblins to keep this guy in line, and we send those over to the Empire instead? Well, yeah, the Anton's not getting this shit, that's for sure. Um, I think I'm going to send this to the Empire. 
I don't know if this dude's gonna stay alive though. Um, given given the uh, actions of the goblins, I don't know if it would actually like make it back anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Why as well just sink the ship? Uh, take take the stuff, sink the ship. Yeah, you want to go down with your ship there, Captain? Because I think that's about the best deal I'm going to get with this monstrous, uncivilized rabble. Okay, I tickle him and then. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, One uh, last smile before you die. He can't resist. Hey, uh, Magda. <laughs> you should you should ladle this guy. What? You should ladle him. Ladle board instead of water board. <laughs> Shove the ladle down his throat. Spin it around. Potato salmon in the inside. I no 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 no. I don't think any of ours really would. All right. Yeah, we're gonna take the stuff. We're technically kind of doing this for the empire. So. Yes, we're still okay in the alignment the yeah. area. As from from what I've heard, it's full mobilization on both sides. They're getting ready for something. As for what it's worth, when I see you on the other side, um, I'll have friends to dispose of you for doing this to me and my friends. This is your fault, bro. Don't even <laughs> don't lie. You don't have any my friends. My fault that your goblins, your minions, picked a fight with you. Us. Had a promotion. You were new captain. You could have just gone about your way. He spits in your face. I tickle him more. <laughs> yeah, he tries to resist, but yeah, he's pretty pissed off. All right, uh, Goblin Boys, let's take all the stuff onto our ship. All right. Yeah, they happily load it up, looking, you know, ooing and eyeing at different weapons. One of them would hold up a dagger to Theron and say, Where's the bone? What what, what bone? There's a dagger, right? Or is it just a big steak knife? It's a dagger. It's not made of bone? What is this? It's made of steel. So someone stole it? It's made of metal. Metal, okay. Like, um, like really, really hard bone. Exactly. Hmm. I, I tell the goblins they can take whatever they want for their own equipment. <laughs> Good deal. Little goblin giant great axe. Yeah, a short sword would be like the size of a long sword for them, mm-hmm. size-wise. Um, some of them start like dual-wielding daggers and like flipping them in their hands and stuff. They're like super jazzed about it. They were already dangerous enough. To just ravage a whole pirate crew. Trained pirate crew. You know, sometimes you want to see what's going to happen to give you a Rangutanga shotgun. <laughs> uh, can I, like, check the captain's quarters? See yeah. if there's anything of note? Absolutely. Uh, roll investigation. Seven. All right. Uh, he has two spell scrolls of thaumaturgy, as well as... That would be 165 gold pieces in a chest under his bed. Okay. I give five of the gold to Bobby, 40 gold to each of the boys, and then the two spell scrolls of thaumaturgy to Big Boots. Good deal. Yeah, that'll pretty much, that's, yeah, like in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf does the thing where um, he's in Bilbo's house and like the lights dim and his voice gets deeper and like much louder. That's what thaumaturgy does. Mm -hmm. So you can like hear it better. Yeah. People can hear you better. We, we've yeah. used thumb. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happened in episode one, it happened in episode three, and like, yeah. We, <laughs> Seems we, like our bard could make good use of them. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, cast, cast, have them cast Firebolt on the ship, try to light on fire on the yeah. gunpowder, and we'll, bu- bu- we're gonna get going. Bu- totally. It's like shooting it with little bottle rockets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just, so as your ship goes to float away behind you, the other ship just like explodes. And none of the goblins look back, because that's the cool thing to do when yeah. explosions happen. <laughs> I taught them that. Um, as you approach, four days later, the city of Highwick, it looks like a uh, few, like, envision Morocco. 
like it's um, kind of deserty. Off in the distance behind the city, you can see a great jungle, but Highwick itself has these like large ziggurats made out of sandstone. It's got what looks like miniature dragons pulling wagons around and like, giving people rides and stuff, um, but they don't have wings. It has a large white wall that's thick and tall that surrounds the city, and then one central ziggurat with a glowing orb at the top that provides light during the night as kind of a, what's the word, like a watchtower? Welcome to the city of Highwick. <laughs>